0: This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design. Servicing clients domestic and international, Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to AmastaDesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Soap-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an equal-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Rolex Creations, formerly Roro Cakes, a boutique paper floor shop creating unique, custom-made blooms for your events, weddings, dinner parties, and or office or home decor. Check out Rolex Creations, spelled R-O-L-U-X-E, Creations, on Instagram and on Facebook. Pancake Studios, cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios, set at the heart of Brooklyn, also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And When we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults
1: by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that. But we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. Welcome back. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything but if you stick around. You just might have some fun, and we're gonna have what kind of fun No, that was the last oh, episode,
0: gentlemen.
2: <laughs> question mark?
0: <laughs> we, uh, Miguel and I, I. By the way, that's uh, that's told Miguel you to Velez. I get him out of your system, but M- Miguel Alejandro <laughs> Velez. I'm Ed Ordain, yes. and here at Panic Studios with Jonathan Vergara. Yes. we walked into the studio this morning. And uh, oh, we had a pre-show I the usually show. greet Jonathan with, the,
1: oh, with yes. the with
0: a mirror mirror salute. Yeah, an imperial Star Trek imperial mirror mirror salute. Right, and then Jonathan says, "Gentlemen?" Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> you had to wait for it. You have to wait
1: for
2: it. You had to pause.
1: Uh, uh, John, you said that that was a, a Marx Brothers routine.
2: Yeah, that was part of. Uh... You're bringing it back. Well, you know, Groucho said a lot of things. So <laughs> yeah, no, John. You know, the
1: truth is, John is a John is a big. Uh, he's a big uh, Marx Brothers aficionado, and yeah. a Beatles aficionado. He's. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you've you've talked long and often about how much you love. Oh the yeah, Marx Brothers. It's
2: and what a big part of my childhood, I watched a lot of those on uh, VHS. My dad would. Uh,
1: they stand the test of
2: time. They do. VHS they're, they're just... lasts. They last. No, not VHS. <laughs> and, and, and the the Marx this. Brothers and their humor. I
0: think the Marx <laughs> Brothers are completely genius. Three studios? Don't think so.
1: I... They I, are I what like they the are. I, uh, I... I honestly... I, my dad was a gigantic Stooges fan. Uh, we... We... They were a huge presence in the household. I... I could go on and on about them it's, because they, it's an
2: Elvis and Beatle things. They're both amazing. You know, that's they're not both there. Amazing, we go.
1: Yes, exactly. They're both, but, they're both, they both have their strength. But they're some about the,
2: people, just gravitate like one to one to the, the yeah, other. Yeah, I think, but that that the, they're both can stand yeah, on their yeah, own. Yeah,
0: you two know feet. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did someone uh, say Beatles? Yeah. Somehow I have uh, the, uh, I never, I can never remember how that song began. What song? The The Burning Love song. Burning Love My temperature's rising Oh, Mm I
2: thought
0: you were doing Lord Almighty I feel my temperature temperature rising I don't know why I'm just obsessed with that. Maybe it's because it's a Shazam outfit. Which, by the way, wow, yeah, tie-in, smooth transition, smooth transition, true smooth. That, oh, by the way, that's that's gonna be guys a, that's gonna
1: be another show we have on later on. It's gonna be called Smooth Transitions.
0: transitions. All hey, right, ten oh five. I'm yeah. Don Cornelius hey, Jr.'s Kiss one oh five point two. Smooth
1: transition. So- <laughs> smooth transitions. What <Smooth> <laughs> you were saying before we got off track here, Shazam. Shazam, yeah, we we actually did get a, a shot of uh Zach Levi uh, in the suit. I am surprised at what it looks like. uh I think the the suit is emblematic of the tone that they're going for. I think it, I'm, I'm it, surprised that it does not evoke a super too super serious. no, that's right. It's, it doesn't. it doesn't have that it's well made right. he looks pretty good in it. He looks very spot on. It. He looks very. Uh, My that's- only gripe is
0: that it's not. They're using a new fifty-two look, you know, instead of the the old-fashioned like tunic with the flappy. Yeah, yeah, and we you know, see that he's got the he's got obviously hood. the hood in the back. I wish we had Pete. Your, your, I your so
1: Pina. wish we had Pete. Pete, I I uh, I, I hope I have legal uh, release to uh, share this information with the public. Because I don't know if uh, texts can come back. Texts, texts, and emails these days are are issues. That's all I'm going to say. So I don't. But I legally, I believe I can tell you that Pete's opinion was he says, "Well, it's not a Captain Marvel
2: outfit; it's a Shazam outfit." And Pizza Pizza diehard. and that was his that was his opinion. And not not to be confused with the Shazam of Shaquille O'Neal. Right? That's Kazam. Oh, that's a whole other thing. I will. Is that Wakanda?
1: I will punch you, Shaquille O'Neal. I will. I will punch you. Sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: uh. Okay. Uh, but uh, wow. Okay. The juices are flowing.
0: Uh, I just want to say a few things transition. before we get into the show. Uh, some things I want to say. Uh, congratulations to Sam Rockwell for Best Supporting Actor. Not bad for Rock Ingersoll of Galaxy <laughs> Quest. He won legend the Oscar for that.
1: Legend. He should be legend just for that. And of course, <laughs> being the guy in the Ninja Turtles that said,
0: we're family." <laughs> Cowabunga <laughs> The shredder The foot The, the uh, family But you know and like um, the guy, He's given 100% Even in that The guy who played Justin Hammer And even this Justin Hammer The guy is The guy's has always Been an amazing That's actor That's a cool
2: name By the way like Just, Justin, Justin Hammer, Hammer? Justin it's Hammer One syllable or two Away from saying Justice Hammer Yeah So oh, okay.
0: Sam wins uh, For best supporting actor For three billboards Outside Ebbing Missouri Right. Right. And uh, and then the first thing. I Okay. Can't... Okay,
1: dude. The first thing is GDT winning for, you know, in the, sh- the Shape of Water. That is. Uh, oh yeah, that's a big. That's big. That's big uh, on for... multiple levels. On mm-hmm. uh, multiple levels.
2: It's a horror film, right? It. It's a. GDT Guillermo del Toro. It's more of a, uh, a a fairy a gloss on a fairy tale, in many ways. Someone told me I should see it just because it won. Like someone was like. The Shape of Water 1, We should see the movie. I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I need to watch. Screw
0: it. Hollywood! <laughs> I need to watch it. It's just one of those movies. It's one of those movies Goodness. that you know. Uh, Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet, but it's like the, one of those movies that you know it's good, but it didn't get like a huge push in marketing.
1: And you yeah, know, in a know, world I, I you know, in a world movie where movie everyone complains
0: about like
1: blockbuster films being the only thing out there, <laughs> you know now you know it's what well, it's a good thing something like that i think we we can't you know and i think yeah. del toro is a fanboy filmmaker yeah yeah and not just because of hellboy right not just because of hellboy his aesthetic his approach what he brings to um like those deep passion projects mm-hmm.
2: he didn't do sin did he Sincerely, no, 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 no. That was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, that was Rodriguez. But it had yeah, like now. a similar, like big. Monster I would say feel, they stay, right? they yeah, share
1: yeah. the approach it, of of uh, being highly influenced by a lot of uh, graphic art. You yeah. know, the, definitely, you can see that in their approaches to everything. I mean, even Rodriguez's approach to those spy movies. But Del Toro, I mean, we think about it like a pan's labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. and then that aesthetic,
0: and is, the storytelling through that aesthetic. Yeah, you know?
1: exactly. That he's such a comfortable director with that stuff yeah and his stuff is very soulful you know uh there's a lot of emotion he gets it's a piece again he even though the hellboy he he draws you in with some very emotional stuff
0: <laughs> we'll have a hellboy tie-in into this <laughs> what we're doing in the show um but uh the other thing i also want to um want to mention is um we're on stitcher now Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. that's that's. Uh, so, this let me go down a list of all. You the You are the Dennis Zeng of TVC Ed. You know what? I'm gonna punch you in the face.
1: Right? <laughs> whoa, Zeng whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! Are you insulting you, Dennis Zeng? You you just blackface me? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's okay. See, that's good. You you saved it. You saved it, Dennis. We love you. Because it made it sound at first like it's like what is what's wrong with me and Dennis Zeng? There's nothing wrong with being Dennis Zeng, man? <laughs>
0: Don't so, don't pigeonhole a, me.
1: He's a proud Asian
0: American. Don't pull, you know. Like uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a fanboy first, <laughs> and a Chinaman second, and <laughs> a Chinaman and an American second.
1: Look, my I swear allegiance <laughs> to the fanboy nation.
0: So um, we're on. Uh, here, just wise. just to give you, uh, I'm here
2: to defend fanboyism, <laughs> not to destroy it.
1: <laughs> you have turned. I have the high
0: ground.
2: <laughs> I, I have got, I high ground. High grounds. You <laughs> turned her against me. You, <laughs> you have, have done, done that yourself. yourself. Ah. You and your lust for power. <laughs> As if Ewan McGregor was in the room with us. <laughs> I could only do you and. You ads. were saying Stitcher.
1: <laughs> so
0: going down the line of our social medias. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Instagram, that's that's uh, our bread and butter right, right there. Uh, we're on Google Play. We're on in, TuneIn, and finally, we just got up on Stitcher. So uh, there's hopefully more to come. We're enjoy. We're hoping to how come you launch on YouTube. At,
2: how come you haven't launched point. yet on his the site he wanted us on so badly? Browsers, browsers.
0: <laughs> we might just very well be. It's like you know what I, I, we, I, I think. I'm just gonna look up do, You to know they have. It's a sad. Wow, they're. It's on. a
1: sad thing that to say that. It, Browsers as a production entity has better production values than we have. But they do.
0: They do.
2: <laughs> and that's why we'll never be on there. <laughs> <laughs> we can't compete with that ed. That's impossible.
0: They are one of the largest charities out
1: there. Is that the <laughs> I think that's Pornhub. That's Pornhub. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Pornhub's the one that you always like. Pornhub paid for all the snow removal in Bo- the city of Boston. It's and like,
2: and, it's like wow. You can thank
0: Meals for Wheels.
1: Yeah, you can thank dude, them, them I'm not even joking.
0: You know the,
2: the animal shelter of Atlanta would like to thank. No, and they have Prague, you know. they now have an educational uh, portion to their website. And they're, they're, they're and like, how you know. I don't know because no
0: one everyone's so, using this for free. So, <laughs> uh, so you like could a, be on the a, So portion. you're saying like there's a stripper scholarship out there? You know, like that's like like I was dancing um 5 days a week and then uh Pornhub No that that's the thing and, uh, they again their whole thing I, is that, like they it's more I'm about the, to graduate Harvard It's more School. charities you just would
1: not imagine. <laughs> again again it's like Pornhub pays for snow removal in Boston.
2: What? And <laughs> just making life a little better for you. And they donate Pornhub. to planned
1: parenthood too. <laughs> If they aren't, if they aren't, they should because I'm sure they're readily using their services. I just wanted to talk about social media. That's <laughs> yeah. all. I just wanted to mention yeah, that yeah, social let's media. Let's move on. Do um, uh,
0: uh, uh, you have anything else? Yeah, one thing that um, uh, once we are done here, I want to talk about Geek Fest. This is something I think um, Geek Fest, which is a festival that, that that's held in in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, okay. or Brooklyn. Yeah, we need to get on that. All okay. Right? All right. We need right. to get on that.
1: You're making an official announcement on the show. Okay. <laughs> good. Uh, the show is live, man. Uh, <laughs> so uh, anyone who clicked on to this episode as we get into the meat of it, as we start off officially, uh, knows that this is he our Baba Tick is Discussion he right now? episode, <laughs> okay. where we will be discussing the, the da, 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 pop we culture now. creation that
2: is Bob The Tick. Be, bu, 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 <clears> it's not fair that these guys were ah. like two or three days ago. They're like, John, we're doing a show on The Tick. I'm like, what? You give me like three days to go through like ten years worth of content, dude. I like... I was only able to go through
0: three. Ep- three. Were you episodes...
2: familiar with the ticket at all? Yeah, John? yeah. It oh, was you awesome. Know? I, okay. I loved it. I love the cartoon. I, I was I only it.
0: able to finish the first season on the the new Amazon show. Go through now. I grew up watching the animated. And then, of course, you you know we get, we went through the the Patrick Warburton show. Both uh, both available on Amazon. But I was no, not the animated. The animated, no, no, you not can, the animated, but both both right. both the uh, both the live action versions
1: right. are because you said you finished up on the new show that's on Amazon with Sarah Finowitz as the tick. Yes, and you said that suddenly it came up the Warburton show. Afterwards, to be perused all uh, nine episodes of it. Yeah, right?
0: and I was very disgruntled that it wasn't the animated was, not on Amazon Prime, but. You go to YouTube, you just go, The Tick Versus. All of the titles had yeah. The Tick Versus, and you'll find all three seasons somewhere on YouTube. Right. I was only able to revisit three episodes of The, the Warburton Show mm. and maybe, like, less than a handful of the animated stuff. Mm. And I'm like, oh, man, Rebels. I'm us <laughs> to finish that up <laughs> okay, too. <like, laughs> yeah, okay, yes, let's not get sidetracked. <laughs> so uh,
1: this is our show about The Tick. Uh, me and Ed have huge fans. It's something that was kind of always bubbling in the background of the fanboy worlds. And, um, uh, we really can't talk about the show without getting into its, uh, creator. So we're, kind of going to be talking about ben the tick Edlin. as guided by its creator, Ben Edlund for, you know, ever since, uh, the eighties, you know, uh, this is a, this is a success story of the fanboy world of epic proportions. You know, he created the character as a teenager and then guided it, you know, as a property in comics that had its mission in, uh, in uh, independent, the world of independent comics. And it comes from a time of independent comics when independent comics were finally breaking through. This is the era that brings us the crossover of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh and then somehow he convinces them to make a animated show of the comic book, which had a cult following and adapts it to that genre, to that, uh, to that setting. And that again has more of a cult following. It's a similar, we were talking, it's kind of similar to Star Trek where it was on for three seasons, which is damn good for an animated show. And then the tick, uh, gets rerunned on comedy Central which exposes it to a larger audience of adults
0: yeah and that's that's actually uh, a majority of how my exposure to the animator right so I remember, yeah when well you were like early college well bro- you know when I was um you know when it first came out back in the late 80s right well the, the comic the, the, the comic right so Edlin starts this in high school he uh he he, he Pens up this satirical superhero, and who was a mascot, according to Wikipedia, a mascot of New England yeah. Comics newsletter. Newsletter, just a mascot.
1: Well, the story I have was that uh, he he didn't drive, so he had to only be taken to where his friends went, <laughs> and they always went to this place, this outlet for New England Comics. Right, and uh, eventually he's known. He his art is a big part of his life, and he creates again like I said this 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 mascot character that gets rolled over into some sort of special or something and then,
0: and then it gets
1: regularly right. regularly published and again it has its they said like the first premiere issue had nine reprintings end. nine reprintings <clears throat> for a small independent thing for your that first was a comic and yeah. and something that was well it was a long period of time that was the other part is it built and built it the tick has that cult sheen of somebody had to introduce you to it
2: it's like Firefly. It had that, th- it had, it was a, you know. If it wasn't for Ed, I wouldn't have known
0: Firefly. I mean, if it Spread... wasn't for Ben England, we wouldn't have Firefly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: We'll get into that,
1: John. He is one of the, uh, of the creative team that Joss Whedon brought together for Firefly. Uh, but again, he, he, the show builds, it's following uh, as an animated form, uh, you know, and then in 2001, we get the Warburton show. And, again he's still in charge it's a, such a success story i mean he's shepherded it you know from one medium to another very you know how many creators get a chance to say that they did that that then sort of again builds more brand recognition uh and, we, we, and was cut short and my opinion is cut short too too soon it has a it has a very strong cult following uh and uh then of course we've just had the recent Creation of an Amazon show, uh, and it's perfect for he's fitted into the world of streaming superhero television shows, uh, and I'd say it's really successfully. I said to Ed before, uh, once I finished out off this uh, this weird sort of two mini seasons they had. Uh, my opinion was, if I take out Daredevil season one and season two, if I take out Jessica Jones, I. Compared to most of the broadcast, you know, television shows on it, it's one of the best things on TV uh, that would be on TV. It's
0: it is better than all of the CW shows combined. combined. I I don't, I don't, don't, I'm not disagreeing with you. Even better than Gotham. But at the same time, I needed to like for me for myself. I needed to clarify. It's not high art concept. But the satire is something that really hits us. Like it hits. I people, would say that if you if, if you consider, like you consider
1: the Venture Brothers, which a, a, if you consider the also Abed and Lens part yeah, had, had co creation. He uh, not co creation, but he worked on he worked on the show. And um, it's the sort of thing where if you consider if you consider the the Venture Brothers, you know, doing something brilliant. I would say the Tick show is doing something brilliant. This Tick show with Sarah Finowitz. Um, I think anyone who had any apprehensions, because like I said, the fans who like the 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 Tick live action show with mm-hmm. Warburton love the live action show with Warburton. Right. Yeah, I think it had in that sense maybe big shoes and then, to then, fill. By the way, know. there's also
0: the tie-in with Venture Brothers because Warburton does the voice, above, yeah, exactly, right? of uh Brock Samson. Samson. Brock Samson. Boy, ah, Samson got
1: a podcast? No, no, here. Samson, <laughs> ah. Venture's Swedish murder machine, the monarch, um, but. It's. I think it's rowing the same hoe as that. Uh, this show like, creates a whole world of <laughs> satire and yeah. parody of everything in the superhero world, and is doing it in the way that a Netflix version of that would be, because it's very adult at times. Um, it doesn't pull punches with certain things. Like I said, it it they work on it dramatically. They want you to be invested in these characters. A character like Dot, who was nothing. Uh, you know, from the cartoon series, is honestly, you know, now this interesting character with her own arcs and, you know, storylines and yada, yada, yada. Who would have thought? Uh, And I think they've pulled off their first arc really successfully because one of the things about it is, is that it's true to the Tick franchise as a whole is that Ben Edlin has created this character and yet the Tick never changes. The tick is the tick in every single version. He's he doesn't adapt. He is unchanged. He's the unchanging element. Pretty much. He's, he's pretty much the same every time. Yeah, Warburton performs him differently than the, the you know, uh, the voice actor on the cartoon show. than yeah, Sarah is doing. If
0: anything, the um, as far as the dichotomy with those two characters, uh, you can't have tick without Arthur and, and then vice versa. You know, the um, the story is very much about Arthur, but the tick is there, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. So. And, and I think
1: they have, it's something I, I think you would say the first aspect of anything with the tick. Yeah. And I really, I really think this is that, um, doing it best. The tick is, he's just there. <laughs> <laughs> the real drama, the because he's oblivious to reality. He's oblivious to reality, so he's oblivious to change. So am he's oblivious. I? Yes, okay. <laughs> Yo, know, here's the problem, chum. You see, you're on a first name basis with reality. Whereas
0: I have to call him Mr. Reality. And it just gets them all wondered out. But in reality, it's yeah. about Mother Destiny. Yeah, Who's a jealous? Again, bitch? Again, he's the, he <laughs>
1: says the exact same thing. His lines are of the exact same sort. No matter how whoever's performing yeah. and performs it, it's still in the same mode. What has occurred as it's jumped from uh media different media and, and different genres and different settings you know of of entertainment is that the everything just gets more fleshed out. uh I would say after three seasons, yes, that was the whole thing. The tick is just there. Arthur's the one who goes through some changes. He gains more confidence himself, he gets a girlfriend. yeah, you know what I mean <laughs> He's the one who actually goes through the tick is just always the tick. Yeah. and then we get to the Warburton Show. And the Warburton show again. The tick is just the tick. He's oblivious to reality. He's as the show went on. You could see every episode, a lot of episodes anyway, revolve around Arthur's issues. Arthur meets a woman, and she's only attracted to the suit. You know, Arthur has a problems with death. Arthur, this it's on and well, on. Well, he's and on.
0: he's the he's the sad sack. I, I I'm an accountant. By the way, him I'm reapplying for a job because he's. Out of the superhero business. Right, exactly. You know, and like, yeah, it's like, uh, well, I've done this and that. He's in, he's in the employment office. You know, that's who he is. He's, hey, he's hey, the Arthur's, every man.
1: Ar- Arthur is a very much an every man. Uh, that's the mode you you get him in as, you know. In, but it, you it, see the journey. You see the journey of the yeah, every man. And then we get into, to the Serafinowicz show. Yeah. And Arthur there is, they're giving him a compelling backstory. And in a real arc, Mm. he's still a nebbish. He's still afraid of, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he's taken on this responsibility that he wants to. He's a good guy. He wants to do. But again, they've given now. It's like this weird. And again, it's still over the top crazy. My father was crushed, you know, by the uh, The, the uh, terror. (laughs) When the terror killed the the, the, uh, Flag Force Five
0: (laughs) with weaponized syphilis. I mean, come on. Uh, So now you're focusing a lot right now, specifically, mm -hmm. on the Amazon show. No,
1: no, no. I'm saying uh, what I've really... I'm talking about how Edlin shepherded this through. And what you said before, I want to repeat for the audience. What you said to me when we were discussing it a couple of days ago was you said... Here's a
0: project that Edlin, uh, Edlin has pushed... Uh, through, like, generations of executive producers. three generations of executives. Can you, imagin- executives. Yeah, can gotten, you imagine, like, an, 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 Amazon, an Amazon executive who wasn't even born when the animated stuff possibly, came out? Right? Quite possibly. You quite know? possibly. And, um, but being able to push this idea of, like, oh, it's a superhero satire. It's like, hmm, okay. Okay. And, yes, granted that... Amazon, not an-
2: that Jeff Bezos?
0: Yes, yeah. that's Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, but, like, the animated lasted for three seasons. The Warburton show only didn't really movie. even now, even one. Yeah, yeah, and and then you have here this for a variety of reasons.
1: For a variety of reasons that some yeah, of were yeah. not even necessarily um, based on its popularity or anything. Although it did that's some stuff. marvelous. Uh, for you know, the, for the, him part to of the Warburton this. show's issues was that um, it was around the time of a strike. Ah, right, right, right. right. Okay. And they were changing production times and yada yada.
2: Um, I'm not too familiar with it, with the tick, but I do remember fondly remembering uh, coming home once in a while watching the live action one from decades ago.
1: Well, well, you know, it's 2001, eight de- yeah, you know, yeah. almost two decades. It's- almost two decades. We're, cl- we're closing in on it, yeah.
0: <laughs> I wanted to say that a lot of what Warburton and Sarah Frenowitz has built upon. You can't have that without this guy Townsend Coleman. Yeah, no the
1: the, the what the first guy Smooth. to the first guy to voice the tick, um, and also the voice
0: of Michelangelo from uh, TMNT. <laughs> a,
1: a guy that established and
0: Wayne Gretzky's pro star, from pro stars, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the life of a voice actor. But uh, Townsend, who also appears in the Sarah Finewood show, of course, as uh, as the dog author. Jesus God, can't think about that. Alright, but he established What is the name of that book? <laughs> he he established the the template for what the character is, and it hasn't necessarily been replicated in its entirety, but you know, the spirit of of what I think Edlund's character is supposed to be is there. You know, this totally naive superhero trope in living color who is incredibly enthusiastic, always upbeat, uh, and the existence of this all is simply to poke fun at the world of of superheroes. And that's the other part of it. Like I said, the tick is simplistic. The approach, the the idea is simple. Superhero parody. It's the richness of the world building and the characters and the comedy and the depth that they've done with it that make it a franchise that has lasted as long as you said. And, and, you know, that is a, a tribute to Edlund and the people he's, you know, and the he, fact that he's worked, know, the
0: people he's worked with too. Now you brought something up, which is like, uh, because I, I said something, I don't know if Edlund is swimming in money, but then you brought him like, there was a Berg King McDonald's. Yeah. There was some tie-in. fast
1: food tie in things that he did. Uh, I think Carl's jr. And, uh, Taco Bell, <laughs> So, I mean, but you know what? He's proud of He's very, again, he's a, he is this incredible story of uh, a guy independently making it, you know, by making good choices and sticking to his guns. And he said, you know what? He was very happy that the tick built its audience by not doing what happened with TMNT. He doesn't feel that he has really watered down what he's selling. Uh, and I, will get into that when we talk about the animated show and I agree. And he says, well, it didn't, you know, it wasn't made to sell toys. It's not that, that's not what it's about. I'm, I want to produce a well-made superhero satire parody. What, what have you. And he succeeds every time. And you know, it's, it's, it's this show, the new Amazon show, I will say, like I said, I compared to venture brothers, it's a live action venture brothers. The Tick is there. He's always the Tick. But they've made a rich world with a rich mythology all around it. And, I mean... uh, Hold
0: on. I've got a... Are you Antonio?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Antonio!
0: Antonio the Uber driver.
1: Again, again, uh, Overkill. A perfect example of something similar to Venture Brothers where (laughs) he's not the main character. There's a supporting network of characters that... They develop both comedically, <laughs> but also suddenly you're like, wait, am I supposed to care? As I always say about shows like Archer and the Venture Brothers, I, I always, wait, what is it? Do, am, is this nonsense or am I supposed to care? If you want me to care, I'll care. But don't like have contempt for the audience and, and <laughs> like make fun of the fact or draw things out because you know you got me to care, but you really don't care. you are ch- no, it's just all nonsense. Don't worry about it. And it's a little pet peeve of mine. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the revelations, you know, character arcs, it's crazy. And yet it's still identifiably the tick in the tick's world. Uh, even, uh, even just adapted to the, like the modern day. So um,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm killing myself trying to figure, trying to remember the, the name of the book that Midnight wrote. <laughs>
1: there was, and, I, and it was on that day <laughs> that I knew. There was no God. <laughs> there was only dog. dog. I'm just a regular old intelligent
0: talking dog that can fry people's brains with my mind. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Townsend, he, like you said, voices, he makes that return and, and voices Midnight Which, slash Onward the dog. Yes, Onward, who was Christian dog. soldiers... And where, you know, Companion. one of the great scenes is where him and um, Overkill have that argument. It's
1: just, no, 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 you are just a mascot, sidekick mascot. Again, it goes, and you know what, that, it can go to that level of nerdy kind of humor. But then still do a, like, the, the dude, kid- the scene where they rescue the bus is actually pretty well done. <laughs> I think the last episodes where they confront the giant naked guy—that's as, as that looked as good as anything on the CW. <laughs> in all honesty, in, in terms of effects, so it's very—it's passable. It Doesn't—it's not cheesy. You can buy into the world. They—they're—I mean—they've got subplots and arcs and everything. I mean that we you know, especially late in the season, that suddenly you were like, "What's going on?" Arthur's stepfather—they got deep with that. they they left
0: the breadcrumb there. Was, uh, so uh, what, what do you want, what do you want to sort of tackle like
1: uh well again I, we again I we'll start off with the comics uh, and sort of uh,
0: move on from there because this is just one of those subjects that you know we can just go on and on yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. saying like oh my god the characters for the the tick universe you can have just 20 minutes. Just yes. About talking about just that. on a list. Just of go them. down the lo- d- d- down the um. D- down do do that them. just of for fun.
1: Just to give give me bring up a list of um, the ticks. You know, le-
0: le- let's take the from the animated. You know, you have uh, which was Chippendale.
1: Uh, yeah, he had been from the comics though. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, he was from the comics. Oh, you mean from just generally, like uh... yeah, just
1: general. Just give me a list of the characters
0: that connected to the tick. Uh, it's um the Terror is one because the Terror is played by the great Jackie Earle. Haley in the in, in, the, new Haley, show, yeah. in the new show, yeah, uh, new show, and you see him in in all three. Well, I'm
1: thinking of I'm thinking more of things like Screwhead or the Crease, <laughs> Baby Boomerangatang, Sarcastro. Well,
0: okay. I'm just I'll just the go down civic-minded
1: on. five. This is these the are four-legged
0: car- man. This is the characters from like um, from from the comic books. I'm just going to name them out like Blitzen and Eclair, the, the aunt, two French superheroes, Barry Hubris, A.K.A. the Tick. Okay. Big shot, the Cape, the Cape Wonder, aka Car- Clark Oppenheimer. Yes. <laughs> Crime Cannibal, aka Keith Donner. Fish Boy, the Lost Prince of Atlantis. <laughs> Four legged man, Friendly Fire. Which, by the way, I had a conversation about that. It's uh, um, what's his face, uh, Pearlman, Ron Pearlman,
1: perfection in the, that episode. The
0: Blaze, you know, the the fiery, <laughs> fiery blaze. blaze, and Friendly Fire. Hand grenade man, man eating cow. <laughs> Mighty Agrippa, Roman god of the aqueduct, which they hung out at the, uh, at the, at the, uh, the club. Mucilage Man. Mucilage six-gun, Man. Six-gun, who can juggle and fire guns very well. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you for that little tidbit. O- o- Oedipus, a ninja and apprentice of Shing, a ninja master. Real name, Oedipus Ashley Stevens. <laughs> Paul the Samurai, who's an arch nemesis and brother of, S- of Sagan, who deposed him as a master of ninjas. The Sultan. Shing. Ulysses Bang. A Visible Man, Radio King, uh, Odd Man. An Odd Man has wires coming out of his mask, most of which were sawed off by chainsaw vigilante. <laughs> Mr. Envelope, Feral Boy, Fern Slinger, Rubber Ducky, Bumbling Bee, Cape Cod. Cape Cod. <laughs> Portuguese Man of War, Running Guy, who has a speed of 10 really fast men. <laughs> Crazy blue rocket who flies erratically. Okay, Johnny uh, Johnny Wingless chains. Uh, so these are supervillains, Chainsaw Vigilante, Chairface Chippendale, the District Manager, who has basic martial arts training, Master Commercial Businessman, Master
1: Commercial Businessman, <laughs> Lord, <like> <laughs>
0: Lord Byron, the nin- the ninjas, the Red Eye, Sagan, uh, Thrak... Thrakar Zorg, who's a brilliant scientist and mastermind, access to alien technology, possesses tongue with with its own Brains! I want to have
3: some brains!
0: That's what the tongue says. Cockroach. He lived next door to them. (laughs) (laughs) The Red Scare, Candyman, Underwaterer, Fuzzy Person, Toy de Force. (laughs) The Praying Mantis, Lumberjane. (laughs) <laughs> semi semi-billionaire. Okay. And of course, I think topping off the list would be
1: characters uh that were more developed that we all know. I mean love. gone through the superheroes. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll just yeah. uh uh of course uh Fleeter Mouse who morphed into Batman Well, uh, American Maid who morphed into uh Captain Captain Liberty, right? My doorman my doorman senses are tiggling. <laughs> Uh, Which, by the way, do you know why that was? Why there was that change from Batman: Well and American? No, why? Apparently, I had something to do with rights and Disney. Yes, Disney acquired the uh, something to do with the broadcast or whatever rights of the animated show, and so they did not want to end up paying them some sort of uh, royalty uh, on that. Which is a shame because adaptation. Yeah, because I know they're love. The the Deflator Mouse. Deflator Mouse is a character from the cartoon uh, that you just, they, he just gets better as time goes on. Episode to <laughs> episode, the comedy with him gets stronger and stronger. I mean, there's like one episode where like there are plants are mutinying or whatever. And so they go to, they see, I guess like a, a an emergency room and it's like all the superheroes who have been injured in this situation. And they get to the fleeter mouse, and his arm is in a sling. And he goes, "I don't. I mean, I wasn't even involved in this thing. I was just standing around, and this heads just attacked me. Where
0: are the cops in this city?" <laughs> uh, I know. I, I just want to just go through this. Should we just really, really okay. All right, uh, we're gonna, we can't we can't just do a list. Big shot, Big polar Bear, Blowfish Avenger, Crusading Chameleon, Captain Lemming, uh, Carmelita Vados, uh, Corduroy Corbo- uh, Cordoba, Doorman, Earthquaker. Eclair, fiery flame, fish boy, human bullet, jet valkyrie, uh, mighty grippa, plunger man, rubber justice, Sa- Santa Claus, speak, Santa. Captain Uselich, the carpeted man, Feral boy, four legged man, jungle Janet, jungle Janet, <laughs> Captain Decency.
1: <laughs> You're having a little too much fun there with the. List. I
0: am. I just these these are just anyway. All right. I'll, All right I'll stop so right there. um, again, getting getting back to us. the same, the same the same case can be made with. Uh, uh, American Made and Captain Liberty. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's again. That was the whole thing. Is they they couldn't use them
1: because uh, oh, uh, it was a Disney thing. But again, the versions they gave us in the show were were fantastic. So again, you know, the person we really have to talk about is Ben Edlin. Yeah. Who um, in '86 uh, he creates the t- the Tick because, like I said, he was essentially young kid, didn't have a car, you know, friends hung around the comic book shop, and Launches that into a comic that is, I would say, niche at the time. Now in, niche in a time where right. independent comics were exploding, and comic book shops at the time were increasing in number. Yeah, you know we all, Everyone talks about the bad times of the nineties, yeah, but is the this is pre. This is before Superman, that, and there was actually yeah. a build up. The, the, there was there, you know, more stores. Uh, I think that there was a cachet that was starting to acquire to the fanboy world it's like what are you doing man oh, i'm hanging out at the comic shop yes it's still lame and nerdy but
0: it's cool and lame and nerdy it's something everyone does and also within that culture it was very much like you know i'm gonna read like dc or marvel i'm gonna go with like yes Eastman and Laird, I, it's like I, like tmnt yeah give me a yeah i have one heavy metal Right, uh, you, know. you know, I'll have one. You know, all of a sudden, like comic shops were like wine shops, you know, for guys like you. Me, Faust, no,
1: man, but... I would give me the Faust comic. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Mother Epper? Yes, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, so it that was the world that it, it, he had started it in, and it became right place, right time. Again, with the build up of superheroes, you need something that deflates it. You need something that. Talks about the absurdities. You need parody. You need satire. Mm. It's got, whatever is popular is always going to.
0: But he was bring much a like counter reaction to it that takes that form. Edlin is pretty much like a kind of a wonderkin um, at the time, and how, you asked me how I found out about him, right? And it was from Starlog magazine. Like they ran a piece on him. <laughs> it's like here is this eighteen year old. Like what? This eighteen year old. And 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 he comes creator up with a tick. creator like, what owning. What the hell is this? This is kind of weird. It's and. The tick was kind of uh, the 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 drawings, the, the art for it was kind of very um, unrefined. It, yeah, and and also it reminded me of like a cartoony um, in the best sense. Yeah, it reminded me of like he
1: has they, a certain aesthetic that actually did transfer very well into the animated.
0: For well, it was just one of those things. Cause it was where, already this big, outrageous-looking thing. On one page, should be like a gazillion characters, right? They, they, like at any given time, uh, in, in the comic books, and it reminded me very a much a lot of, of background when, jokes and things. Yeah, when they, uh, I don't know if it was what the whatever, where they took a Prince Valiant and Asterix a Gaul, and it was just one of those lampoony sort of sort huge of splash splash pages, splash pages. and get. that was pretty much what the tick was to me, you know. Um, and I didn't buy it, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because it had a certain level of
1: popularity, though. And again, it was a, if you were in the know, you were in the know. Right. And it was on the strength of that that he was able to then, you know. Did you own any? Did I what? Did you own any? Did I own? I read them. I didn't own them. Okay. I know. Like again, you 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 mentioned some characters that I was familiar with, like his Oedipus, who was his take on Electra, um, uh, Carmelita, who was originally from the comics, and I remember reading again. I remember reading it. There was this whole. He had her in the background for a while. It took a, he the uh, I do remember the, the an issue with of the tickets. I believe I don't believe it was as regularly published as any other things. Uh, that added to the cachet. There was this like, uh, when's the store going to get picked up? Oh, the new ones out. Oh, thank God. How how you know you're you may not. I don't think that he produced them on a monthly monthly basis. Right. Uh, you know. Right. But that was fine uh, enough. The 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 the, the comp was popular enough to have spinoffs, Said uh, A lot of those characters you talked about, Paul the Samurai, Chainsaw Vigilante, they got spinoffs. offs and How was a spinoff. Uh, a lot of them written by a guy named Chris McCullough. Uh, McCullough uh, uh, goes on to uh, uh, be a force behind the Venture Brothers. Uh, Do we so, want to get
0: into Venture Brothers? No, we're not going. But yeah, <laughs> this is definitely uh,
1: Venture Brothers takes a lot of it. It's, they say that's their influence, you know. Um, and again, similar to the Tick, in that it's a loving parody by guys who know all the tropes of the genre, but who again know how to play up the absurdity right. of it all, right. uh, and consistently make good comedy from it, that you get great laughs from the, both both those, uh, both those properties. And that's the thing. He takes it from comics and, you know, fairly successful there for something that's independent. I mean, I don't think it was breaking the bank, but, you know, and then, boom, the big time. Children's cartoon show. And a children's cartoon show that was part of a time period where children's cartoon had
0: made a comeback on Saturday morning. It's in front, 94 to 96.
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was last year high school, you know, getting ready to graduate, uh, and having worked at a comic book shop, having known you know of the character, I was really excited because we were getting those properties. Batman: The Animated Series was was a staple, uh, you know. The Spider Man show had come, you know, was was coming. It was the it was the beginning of sort of that mini golden age of animated properties on TV and adaptations of stuff, and again, high point. Someone's got to come in and be the jester of the time and who Edlin was it again now going into, you know, the cartoon animated phase. Well,
0: in 99, he, um, well, okay, that's in 99 where he, he had writing credits for the screenplay to Titan A.E.
1: Yeah, that's his connection to Whedon. Right. Uh, But, you know, he was a guy that, you know, like I said, you can see he's paying attention. He's building a world. Yeah. He's very precise. Uh, He says that that may have been the issue with getting the first, like, animated version off. Uh, And, you know, he's, like, very... I have a very specific vision for these characters. And, you know, he adapts for the times. But at the same time, I think what he wants at any given, he's like, no, this is how I want it to look. He says, like, he didn't want the animation to age, so he was very specific about a lot of things. He says, I want the animation of it to look less like... uh, badly aged 90s cartoons and more like <laughs> badly animated 70s cartoons. And it has that quality. It really does. Well, you know like And um, his designs are
0: cartoony. Yes. Like the, the 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 humans look very a lot of exaggerated features. But you know I'm watching it and I'm like I'd rather watch this or accept the animation here than if I were watching Do you remember that piece of crap iron man cartoon that was in the yeah. 90s
3: yeah it's horrible
0: iron right. man. well that was the
1: i say golden age in the sense that there was a lot of product not all of it was great
0: <laughs> even the, even the x-men cartoon not great. No, i know great. that there were plenty of kids who... i would
1: say the tick cartoon was more successful in what it was doing than with the then the the x-men cartoon i just think it, the quality of it was so, so
2: then why didn't it last as long then Again,
0: uh, it like lasted you mean three
2: just se- quality. You didn't mean like radio. Yeah, and that. it lasted for three seasons.
1: Yeah, that's but a X-Men long time. Lasted for like and each 10 season seasons.
0: contains like my god, like
1: a ton. Yeah, a that ton was of it was episodes. also shock pack. Shock, they were like twenty two whatever episodes in their given seasons, and then the show um, it goes off the air, but then it starts airing on Comedy Central, right? And that's when suddenly you get an adult audience. Really That's all it. you and need. It it's builds like,
0: its sort of greater cult there. That thing, that thing came off the air in '96. I graduated, I graduated NYU '96, and right, and so I hadn't if been you were then, think about that. And I'm you like, I'm just like if you around. were, if
1: you were a teenager, now you were, you know, you were in your 20s or whatever, and you were probably seeing it, you know, in syndication on Comedy Central, and it became a thing. People, it because its humor was both. Palatable for a Saturday morning cartoon show. But if you were, especially if you were a fanboy and in the know, you knew what they were parodying. And it was a very good version. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's deep. Um, I, I'm telling you, Ed, I, in my opinion, when I was doing this rewatch, there are some episodes that are as good as any live action, like, show, comedy. You mean the, the, the animated? Yeah. Uh, the Brainchild episode. <laughs> the Brainchild Don't episode. Touch a little bunny man. <laughs> is an episode that the Brainchild. <laughs> I would say is Emmy
0: worthy. I think that it's done. I mean, like <laughs> it begins in a way. Given that we are par- we are modern parents, we do not uh, we <laughs> believe, in, about, corporal believe punishment. in corporal punishment. You know,
1: uh, it the writing of it is you know it begins very cool with this. You know, again, the world, what are they building in the tick? Okay, it's a world of superheroes and supervillains. So we, and you know, all the things that entail, super science, crap like that. And we get a, a dog cyborg with a visible brain breaking into a place. And they ride in so that it's very ominous. It's flying through the air. But then they cut to these two security guards. And this one guy's like, oh, damn it. It ate my coins again. You know, I got a theory about that. Cut to the dog flying. (laughs) Cut back to the two guys. This does this every time. I'm telling you, it's a conspiracy. They're cutting out. They're trying to get. (laughs) And like everything about it, could have been. I could see that live action. You know, like again, two two again, background characters we're never going to see again, going on about something, and then the the kicker is, is that as it ends. They try to fight off the the, the the cyborg dog. The cyborg dog leaves. And so he goes, he says, well, what was that all about? I told you. Conspiracy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> they cock their guns. <laughs> Let's get that quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's a, it's the sort of thing that is not the kind of writing of a Saturday morning cartoon.
0: Nor for kids. Not right? for kids. You know, I mean... Um, uh
1: again, yeah. I, I told you I wanted to remind me I'm remembering um, the episode where they go to the nightclub where it's all with the doorman. It's all superheroes right. and the doorman character is there and he won't let them in until they w- show their ID and the tick goes <laughs> and I quote, I see spelling America with a K around here, eh what what, what 10 year old is gonna get that joke? <laughs> I mean, it's you have to have a certain level of, of it again, it, or be it,
0: able to pick up on the tropes. It's like uh, so. There's a character named Sea Urchin, right? And Sea Urchin is he talks like this, Sam. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. He talks like this, and he smells, right? He's, they're doing what a, adult? What kid's gonna watch like you? know, Oh, I Rain know that,
1: and uh, that's Rain Man. That's that reference. No. Uh, again, I, I will always love Sea Urchin. That again, they build things. It's like. He shows up at one point, and they're like, oh, hey, guys, what's going on up here? And, like, they were going off on some mission, and he just stinks so badly because he's in the sewer that they're like, all right, we're not going to tell you anything. And you establish, okay, people have no respect for Sea (laughs) Orchard. And then they do the episode where they go into the sewers, and in an Aquaman-like way, it's like, (laughs) here in his element... (laughs) Sea Urchin is the badass warrior king. (laughs) He has got a whole subplot of things you don't know about. Some sort of relationship with some underwater sea, uh, some sort of uh, steward, like, sea Amazon woman. He knows all the things that will get you killed down there. Uh,
0: Again, brilliant. They were building, you know, they built that world. They fleshed that world out. That, you know... I'm kicking myself in the in the pants because like, I didn't have enough time <laughs> to discussion. to watch all of the episodes. Yeah, it's you it, but you know it is a, a treat going episodes. back to it. Um, but one and, episode alone is like so chock full of.
1: Yeah, but they're stuff. breezy twenty two minutes. They're honestly a breezy twenty two minutes. No, it's
0: not. It's breezy. <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, Townsend,
1: Townsend Coleman, you said as as a uh, Arthur in, on the cartoon show was voiced originally in the first season by Mickey Dolenz. Okay. Of the monkeys fame.
0: Okay. Which
1: that... Uh, and, and Hot Chick producing whatever that girl who's his uh, daughter fame was. Well. <laughs> Browsers. <laughs> uh, and then Rob Paulson, famous voice actor, uh, took over uh, in seasons two and seasons
0: okay. three. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like... I'm just looking through a little of the Wikipedia here. uh. So, tick versus Idea Man, uh, Idea Men, <laughs> Tick versus Cherphrase Chippendale, versus Dinosaur Neal versus Doctor Mental, the Breadmaster. I was just watching the Breadmaster, like right just as we were <laughs> he like, setting had, up. Uh,
1: he cooked a muffin that stole my car. L seed. Now John, um uh, were you that was kind of hit for your demo though, at the time. So were you aware of the tick show as a like, little kid?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was I was little. I mean I was what? I was uh junior high. Okay. And uh I watched a live action one here and there. I would come home. Oh but now
1: but but the cartoon one is what I'm asking for. Did you ever watch the cartoon when it was for like first run yeah on Saturday mornings?
2: I, I did, but it you know, being a little kid, like, you know like what what years were we talking? Like, it was 19...
0: ninety six. Ninety four to ninety six was when That's it was. That's when first and then yeah, and yeah. then of course it goes into syndication, right? Yeah. So. yeah,
2: yeah. So like, like yeah, too young, probably, too young for you? Or I probably watched it and then <laughs> and then watched Spider Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Okay. I mean, just so like fun... for me, like as a little kid, it was just and it was entertaining. I remember watching it though and not turning changing it.
0: I forget. You right. were born in eighty. I
2: was born in. Uh, I'm twenty two years old, guys. Yeah. Okay. Just so you guys know. <laughs> uh, I was born in uh, ninety two. Born in '92. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was. Oh, psh, fuck you. All right. <laughs> Moving, on. <laughs> Moving on.
1: Monkey
0: wrenches and all the rest. No,
2: I just I can't re- reveal my real age. Oh, okay. fuck.
0: Anywho, <laughs> but um, what, I, what I'm getting at is that you know Saturday morning cartoons are very different for for someone like your age by car- comparison to someone like us. When we well, b-
1: and that period because we were already yeah. you know, and then like today there is up, no we such thing young, as gay. We were, we, were, we were we were young adults right. during that period, and uh, I said one of the things Edlin does is he he fits this franchise into whatever it needs to fill. Yeah, and he fills it up in a you know he oh it's Saturday morning cartoon. It's going to be that. It's still going to have the flavor of the original essence of the comics and the characters can cons- as he conceives it. But it's you know it does what it does. It's a, it's a, and it's an effective Saturday morning cartoon mm. uh, that I says like again I would put up with uh, a lot of uh, maybe some live action stuff uh, and. Uh, th- th- again, there's something about the the idea of his quality control of working with the right people, yeah. and Fox and uh, Fox Saturday Morning is where word originally aired was a, at that time one of the kings of that. We can quibble about not liking the X Men cartoon, but there's no denying it was a hit, and there's no denying that at they they dominated uh, that period uh, I... with their with their blocks of, you know, animated fare that featured a lot of superhero characters, Spider Man. Batman and you know uh uh what was the other one Spider-Man Batman They had a few they I think they did the Silver Surfer
0: Okay all right Uh
1: X-Men of course Right. So this, is this the was Saban, a lo- like This was whatever. a lot they
2: were, they were competing with WB too the Animaniacs Superman Yeah What's on there
1: Well that was later actually that's later because again a WB when WB becomes its own entity Uh cuz this was before that uh they, I thought they, they were
2: their own no, 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 entities
1: no, no. since like the thirties. No, no, no. I remember no, no, the
2: no, frog and no. the WB. Yeah, that was they <laughs> took that from that
1: <laughs> the, the the 1950s uh cartoon. Anywho, uh, I was they, they they when they became their own entity, they started broadcasting new versions of Batman, which is where Superman the animated yeah. series comes on. Superman the animated series wasn't on Fox, it was premiered on WB. Right. Um so it was again a height of that era and he worked with the right people, and now we get to the Warburton show.
0: You have, you have something to add? In. Yeah, and that's I. Yeah, what did I say on the bride? Here is that Edlund. Without Edlund, right, there really is like I'm gonna argue this, right? This is me. You don't get the genre that you have today, you know, because of so many things that he's had his foot in over the years. Well, if
1: you were gonna get, we'll we'll. That's, I or know you what you're all... getting to. It. Later on, because we're still, we're still, he's, he's, he doesn't do what you're talking about until later. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. So essentially uh, in 2001, he again works with the right people because again, this is what occurred to me about the the TV show is that Barry Sonnenfeld was very involved in its production and creation. And Sonnenfeld was a guy who at that time had a lot of heat going with him. Uh, I I, I was just looking at, I just happened to look at the, um, the trailer to the original Men in Black, uh, the other day, and it was interesting that they touted in that it was like, and from Barry Sonnenfeld, the man, the mind behind, the Adam's (laughs) (laughs) family. And the Men in Black trilogy. And And get get Shorty. shorty. And you know what? He was on a roll. There was a period where Barry Sonnenfeld was, and he is the right kind of guy, when you think about it, to be involved with the tick. He has a very quirky sense of humor.
0: Well, he, him, and his work with the Coen brothers. He's
1: again, he's a guy that is, it's it's right up his alley, and so we get the the Warburton show, and I, I'd like to ask Ed when you when it was first announced and you knew that it was coming on, so um, was it something that you had to see? Like, it was like, when it was first announced, when I, was it, when like, it first like, I'm going to watch this, or was it, oh, that's interesting, they've done that, but you never got around to see that, it.
0: Uh, I, if, now, what, what year, there was a, the 2001, two, uh, 2001, 2002, right? I think Firefly was about to come out, I believe. You know, we had met around that time. but And then when it came out, I go, oh, really? They're, they did a live action? This I don't know how this is going to, it's got putty in it. <laughs> really? That gave you pause. Right? Yeah, because, and it's like, how are they going to put, turn this into like a live action? And then I was like, I got to tape this thing every day, uh, every week. And that's exactly what I did. Wait, so, okay. So you were trepidatious. Trepidatious, but I I. I and then I, I got addicted it. to it. Well, I wouldn't say addiction is a, is a word. Well, again, man. you had to watch it. It became something yeah, you liked. Yeah, I, ha- I had to watch it, and I saw it. And again, I, you and I just became friends at that time, and we, Batman manuel always came up in conversation. Okay. By the way, Firefly is after. Firefly is after.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. after the after show, but yeah, continue. But yeah.
0: even so, it's like, You were saying Bat-Manuel, yes. <laughs> that's the one thing that pops out. And then, of course, the, the jokes that just sort of trickle down from there him in the courtroom how many times has he appeared in the courtroom you know if, I it, only if, once, it, I, well. if it pleases the court if it pleases the court you know like <laughs> and then he'll I think he's been in court like twice right <laughs> I assume Batman Well's been in court many times many lawyers but it is, uh, you many know, lawsuits
1: Law- Batman Well
0: blah 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 condoms blah blah blah, 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 blah. paternity blah, suits blah blah blah
1: child support payments support, blah, blah, blah. get yourself a good, good lawyer, lawyer. Uh, John, so, uh, you, 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 uh, you didn't watch it when it was first run, but you caught up with probably when it was in syndication and when, was, like, when I think, again, it also was on Comedy Central at some point. So, uh, what did you think of the Warburton show?
2: No, I just, I just remember just catching a couple episodes coming home after school a few, a few times a week. I never really followed it. Okay. But,
1: uh, did you get a chance to revisit it? Yes or no?
2: not in the 3 days yeah that gets yeah, time timeline. sorry about that but of
1: what you saw what did you think about it
2: i thought it was quirky i thought it was funny um it's kind of like the action equivalent to like maybe family guy cuz there was a little bit of humor to for everybody there was right. like low level humor for, like yes that's another, that is so,
1: definitely a part of yeah this kind of thing that he does that again that i would say Thanks I for cutting like, me off. I'm sorry. But, okay, sorry. But <laughs> no, I, think I like, a thing like like Venture Brothers and Bed uh have in common is that yeah, there's a lot of it's quirky because they can do bathroom humor, go that low. Yeah, yeah. But they can also do highfalutin intellectual references.
2: You took the words right out of my mouth. Please, but please continue. I'm sorry. No, that was exactly what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm the
1: mastermind of this show.
2: No, peer uh, yeah, to their minds. The black hat.
1: The black hat. The black hat. He knows oh. all, <laughs> but no, yes,
2: yeah, no, but that 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 was essentially it. There was like, as a kid from junior high, I thought it was funny, mm-hmm. and then as as an adult, I know there's, there's there's going to be jokes that like only adults can right. get. And know? so,
0: yeah. and and
2: how did you feel about the show
0: like, again? like I like said it. before, like you know, I look at that show. Yeah, we all love Warburn, and what what that show is represents to me is that a lot of good things. Came out of that, but at the same time, I look at it and go, it's there's a very good reason why it didn't last as long as see. It did, like I know? said
1: before, there are other plus. Issues it, why it, it takes
0: it... that particular um, character and it's the universe that, that's built, and you turn it into a Seinfeld esque, you know, type of comedy, yes,
1: you know? uh, there, you know, but again. It's always of its time, and anything of its time has to have the limitations of its time.
0: Yeah, I understand So we, that. Weren't, understand of the, that we
1: weren't ready for them to spend the money that would require a right. real sort of direct adaptation. And again, he he keeps the character and his world what it is with whatever the confines of what
0: he's got to I, work with. I get that. You know what I mean? So I get that. But I, I've said, like, I'll say say it again. It's like, it's not necessarily... High art or really uber sophisticated. Well,
1: but you were watching it, Ed. That's the yeah, thing.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: You know what I mean. So you know, it can't but be I, I if was... anything that holds your attention makes you laugh. Ed is achieving <laughs> some kind of quality, and especially if it's making you want to see it regularly. Ed, the simple question is: But, but would, you make... if it had continued, would you have continued watching it? And maybe I
0: think, like, but the same can be said with the Flash. Like, you know, why? There's pretty good reasons why I don't watch a Flash anymore. Right, you know, because of the, quali- because because of the quality, because the quality went
1: down. But I'm saying the yeah, but the assumption Ed is what you know what I'm saying. The I assumption know what you're is, saying. is that the the qual if the and quality the, had, ma- saying straight if up. It had continued and its quality had maintained or grown from what it I'm was. I'm saying
0: straight up, it would it, you like if it had continued, it would have either gone up in quality or it would have con- and would have I, been I, I down, again, right? my
1: opinion would be that the the show. Does go from strength to strength, even in those nine episodes. You see where they're going. They are, they're very. They get stronger as they go on. Even even repeating bits that had been already done in the cartoon. the Strength
0: about the Warburton show is are the characters Warburton. are the perform- <laughs> Warburton. It's, a always a four, it's always the performances, right? You, they are character pieces. You know, they like, um, you know, let's take um, for me the the, the weakest um, uh, character of of the four is the the Captain Captain Liberty okay, a character um and who by the way you know uh, uh in her animated analog is the the American maid right, America. I love that Hilly. character you know and um but the the Captain of Liberty character is just pretty much flat to me you know see with I, it's I moments find now I, it's I, a situation I, comedy it's a sitcom right you know like what makes it funny is that, something 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 happens oh you know i posed for these uh, uh, um uh, pictures that appeared in the girl magazine and Nestor is making commentary on that there's there's hilarity in yes, that
1: yes this is what i'm saying i don't i think that i don't think she's flat i think that it's and again they they flesh it out they make it this again her you know, a whole episode about that—a a hearing that she has to attend. Yeah, and it, like, it becomes—it's not her so much of intimacies, right. you know, the, the you know, the, the getting psychoanalyzed by the one like <laughs> supervillain. They have the trial. Uh, you know no. th- that she was that at, she was a she was a character for utility purposes of doing things like setting a story in motion. You know, it's like, oh, here, I'll give you. A, I've got the government contacts. I'll, oh, I have the phone number of the terror. No, and that sets the story. I, in motion I think that
0: there's plenty of potential and if it had. Uh, how many episodes did they go on for?
1: It's nine. It's nine episodes. Then. Jeez, nine episodes. And again, and we're having, having a I show keeps, about it. I, I, and I keep. You know, we're not having just a show about that, obviously. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> but it's okay because, again, because this is Edlin was had managed to push it through, and the, can can you continue to push it through? You had a theory. It's like I won't be surprised if one day there's a live action movie, you know, for the tick.
1: I, I I'm like I think that he is. I think before he dies. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> if the, if the upward trajectory of this franchise continues, right. What is the next thing to conquer? That's true. But a live-action
0: film... And I'm not going to deny that. I'm like, yeah, that's, uh, you know, he's the tracker. If for anyone who is willing to continue to push through yeah. their, their IP.
1: And succeed. And succeed. Each time in some way. Because part of it is just getting something made is a success. Yeah, that is true. And no, this isn't, as he said, it's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. But it is, you know... It has a fan base. It has a
0: following. Now, do you want to go into... The The Amazon show? Yeah. uh, Oh, the other stuff? The other Edlin stuff? Or you want to say... Well, yeah.
1: Okay, yes, yes. We have... Because this is one of the other things about his Edlin's career is that he is someone who came from an independent background Mm -hmm. and now is also ensconced in some really big franchises that have big followings. Um. As you mentioned, and also where
0: he where it was uh, very much a part of his education. Yes, as a writer, producer, screenwriter, whatever.
1: Yeah, each you know getting refining his art of refining visions to bring something creative, you know, with each iteration. And uh, like you said, he worked on Titan A.E., Mm -hmm. which was a Josh Whedon, um, you know, uh, a project as well. And Whedon brings him aboard for Firefly, and you know, again. Every time we talk about Firefly, it's, oh, religious. Yeah. it's a religious. Experience. Firefly is one of these shows that you can tell was done by fanboys. By it's the way, by I, I'm with... gonna
0: I'm gonna echo what Donald Glover says on Community: "We're bringing it back, baby.
1: I'm bringing it back." But but um, it is a case of uh, Firefly is a deep analysis and a breakdown. Sometimes is is itself kind of a deconstruction. Often,
0: yeah, of the yeah, tropes
1: and certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing against a type, celebration, playing right. towards them, you know, again, it shows that these were passionate people were passionate about a certain subject. Right. And Edlund I don't think is any different uh in and obviously I think working for a Joss Whedon is probably a a workshop in in itself of, you know, how to create worlds, how to create compelling characters, um, how to have sharp dialogue and, you know, a sharp How to be defiant
0: to um, industry, (laughs) industry captains. And and how to
1: forge your your own vision. I think obviously there's, you know, uh, he ends up working for uh, the television show Supernatural, which has a gigantic following and has been chugging along for over a decade.
0: Uh, He was involved with Angel.
1: He was involved in Angel. That was another thing he did with Whedon.
0: Um, Venture uh, so Brothers, which...
1: You a Venture Brothers? so scratching
0: my head when the new season's coming out.
1: <laughs> I keep telling you that the, the, they, what they should have done is it should have been... They should have traded in and out Rick and Morty and Venture Brothers. <laughs> when one is off, the other one's on. When the other one is... On, yeah, but yeah, the um, Venture guys are... He wrote it's...
0: one episode of Clone Wars. Uh, yes, yes. He, uh, co-executive producer, uh, wrote two episodes of Gotham, which you want to talk about relevance in t- in, in contemporary times he's 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 working today you know i mean this is what i'm saying they call
2: me the working man
0: <laughs> and uh oh as as dr venture would say you know i'm i don't i'm not sure if you're ready for this prog rock stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah you y'all know y'all what i'm talking this. about this stuff will uh you know blow your mind blow your mind
1: uh <laughs> but um So now we get to, you know, uh, him still shepherding. Now he's getting work. He's getting all of this experience. And what have we come to in in this current age? Where the current age is streaming television over the Internet. And by God, he's conquered that as well with this character. And in a way that is very surprising. Now, it started out as Amazon Prime uh, as their streaming video service. Is one of these shows, uh, is one of, is uh, what they do is in order to decide their shows, they have a pilot and then they had their, their subscribers uh, vote on it. Um, so here we are now at the cutting edge of streaming TV. Tick comes back and Which he gets approved for
0: Amazon order the second season.
1: Yes. And <laughs> uh, he does the pilot and the pilot works. Um, the pilot was, I'm trying to remember his name. Who's he's, that? he's a Christopher Nolan's cinematographer. He did that movie
0: oh uh, uh
1: if you can just find the first season the first pilot episode director
0: uh director Wally Pfister. Wally Fister, Fister. yes
1: Wally Fister. he's a Nolan's cinematographer and he, he was for while people were expecting him to jump into the director's chair and fortunately his like premiere was that Johnny Depp movie about uh artificial intelligence. <sighs> With Morgan Fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I, you know, heard about, okay, they're bringing new chick, t- they're bringing new chick. T- okay. As a fan of this thing, I don't know what I was expecting. Um, I know there are a lot of people who had low expectations. In the original or, or, release or, or, date, or they, they were like, they can't imagine a live action version
0: replacing the putty version. No, I was just going to say that, you know, one of the things, the thing was released in August of of 2016. Yeah, this the pilot. The pilot, right? The pilot. You and I saw it, and then the second episode doesn't come out till a year later.
1: Right, yeah. We're uh, like, what? What's going and on? And that here? is an issue I have with the show. Um, it's my one big complaint. I think that they released again, so they released the pilot, watched it, enjoyed it, then they did this sort of uh, break to produce new episodes, but then they only gave us six episodes. And then there was this huge break in between, and I think those first six episodes are very strong, and I would have followed that story to its conclusion. Uh, but then there's this big break, and I think they lost any momentum because I think its premiere made some a, a bit of a wave. Yeah, and I think they kind of like broke, especially in the fanboy circles, but they kind of killed their momentum by having this sort of huge break. But the show itself is. I, again, I think it is it it fits this, the age of I'm very, highfalutin, you know, streaming, well done superhero stuff. I was stuff. very
0: pleased by uh, the remainder of the season, you know, when uh, that was just released, um, just about a week ago, right? You know, and I, uh, you and I, we went through those those episodes like pretty quick. Um, yeah, and you
1: know, the truth is, I wanted to. I actually wanted to space them out. I wanted. I really wanted to space them out because I thought it was but it's made It for, was like 6 episodes so I was like okay designed I'm not going to watch 3 in a row I'm going to watch like <laughs> one today yeah, one tomorrow but it's designed
0: for binging like for binging uh in uh, quality yeah right, uh know?
1: what is uh, what is interesting is is I think is that I I find them chock full of everything they're <laughs> chock full episodes but they're actually surprisingly short
0: uh, Sarah Fenowitz, if uh, for you guys out there who don't remember, he is the guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he's in the he, trailers, he's a Nova Corps was, they're, they're officer. Oh, what says, a bunch of a hoes! Right, you know. uh, and
1: he was the uh, Italian slash British spy <sighs> in uh, in the uh, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy movie Spy.
0: And was he also the one who says, you know, it's like, uh, I'm a businessman. You're you're uh, you a pickle. <laughs> is it, was that him? I have this no idea what you're uh, in, in, uh, in uh, uh, Rick and Morty.
1: Oh, yes! <laughs> you're absolutely right! Sarah is in Pickle Rick. He is, yes, he's the he's the uh, uh business man. Is the diehard type, you know, <laughs> <The> European, <laughs> you know, terrorist leader. You know, you know, next to the smooth talking suited villain, yes. We can talk.
0: farewell, Selenia. Selenia. <laughs> <laughs> Going with the deep cut. So pretty much you have solid uh
1: well the, the cast of actors. the show is you know server once was kind of the biggest name of, you know maybe after Jack Earl Haley?
0: Yeah, Jack Earl Haley is... is like kind of the
1: standout yeah. sort of, you know, oh, that's kind of a name, but even Jack Earl Haley, let's be honest, is not...
0: No, it's not huge, but, you mean, but then again you go in within the genre. <laughs> but he,
1: not only that, Jack Earl Haley, you know, that's not taking away from the man's talent.
0: No, he's a He is a, he's he's a blockbuster talent. talent.
1: He's a blockbuster talent, and surprisingly, as the terror on this show... The way they've written it and his interpretation, it's a strong performance. It's a strong character, <laughs> and he sells the hell out of
0: it. I mean, he sells the madness. He sells the comedy. And one of the things that you and I are talking about about his terror is that you know he's he's a here's a villain who pretty much is like you know so you want to know what's you want to know what's in the formula? Well, I, it, I, I uh, never told you <laughs> what I put into
1: the secret formula. Oh God, you've still been poisoning us. Nah. I peed in it. <laughs> I peed in it. <laughs> One drop per bottle. <laughs> just, I mean, like who? That's a villain. That's a, you know. It's like I'm just there. just just should I do just for giggles.
0: <laughs> I don't care. Uh, the other notable mention is the who, who the whoever the actor who plays uh, Overkill, aka Straight Shooter. Okay, that character Scott Spicer. That that character is so fleshed out. Plus, you have the great um uh, um uh, what's his face Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk as As Danger Boat as as a part of that duo, homosexual AI inside a. a, a, a Can I tell you? It was killing me thinking about like. Oh, hello, Arthur. Would uh, you like a massage? uh, The voice.
1: I was like going all right I it's evoking Niles Crane but it's it's not it's not him okay who is this voice and and also going I know this voice in this way like not like this actor has done this kind of work before <laughs> and I've specifically heard it ringing i these, the tones everything and that's when I was like K2SO, K2SO <S-O. S-O>. from Rogue One. It's friggin' Tudyk. And again, like you said, and there's I'm your a, Firefly connection. I'm i I'm a boat. I'm, I'm, I'm an artificial intelligent that is a boat. And I'm gay. That thinks, that is also that the, the, that thinks of itself as a man, who is also attracted to other men. Okay. <laughs> and you're right. Oh, and again, hi right, Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's your, you know, homosexual panic humor, right? There's your low. Yeah. And then. They really get you involved in in Overkill slash Straight Shooter's backstory <laughs> and his motivations and everything else and his relationship with Miss Lint and yada yada yada.
0: Yeah, like it's, it's one one of those like dum 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 scenes. It's like, uh, say, like, what was it? What other what was that other thing that you broke? His heart. His heart. Dum dum dum. They again in the
1: same sort of series where we have her ex husband who is now her roommate. <laughs> Who used to be the IT guy for the terror. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's you know, again, all the absurdity, fleshed out characters, and, you know, genuine mystery, and also genuine, like, again, you can tell, love for poking fun at the absurdity of it all. I at mean, the super, genre, really. Superion. You know? Yeah. Superion as a sort of vaguely like He's superman, anal- superman, superman analog superman analog first superhero and it's like don't touch that you know just because it's glowing <laughs> doesn't mean it'll give you powers it's probably radioactive it's probably already given you cancer <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> but yet again him even has a moment where they want you involved in him his inner life as a real character why why do you why do you help us out you know why do you help out humanity because I want to be a good person,
0: and even then, like you you know, know, we had a discussion about that. It's like I look that character. Uh, you go, oh yeah, he's 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 a horrible character. But then you you brought that up. I'm like, oh, that's right. You know, he's he's more. There's more to it.
1: Exactly. It you know? really
0: is that Superman. And analog that gets to the whole point of what I said irony. before
1: about how the tick doesn't change, but everything else gets. I mean, you know, there are, we're we're bouncing around with the background characters. Mm-hmm. Because, again, Superion is the kind of background character, and yet they felt the need to uh, know, let's look into Under the Hood here. Right. Arthur. Arthur is an incredibly fleshed-out character on the show. Well, and it is ridiculous what his backstory is. And yet, you or I was invested on well, a certain level. Well, like I said, the I plot thought it was low, really well It's mostly
0: about Arthur. And the, the suit, the scientist that's attached to the creation of the suit... <laughs> The scientist who develops this, you know, he's the reason why you have the 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 the, the giant that's that's about to walk or plant the city. You gotta remember,
1: yes, the the terrorist plans.
0: And then you no have sense. the tick, who's just like so. Well, who's that's this the guy? thing. Again, notice how the
1: tick is not directly tied into any of this drama. He's just there.
0: <laughs> he's just there.
1: He's just there. Cause destiny awaits. Exactly. He's just. Destiny
0: this, is that. It's the tick's
1: world, and everyone and... else is just living in it. And he's like, they're, they're hanging worldly. out at the
0: bodega, <laughs> you know. But again,
1: he's not tied into the direct arc right. of any of this, really. He got the ball rolling. They they said, well, you were there when you attacked that, you know, uh, storehouse. You released the big bismuth. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but he's not tied into the terror or superior no, on in a all. direct way.
0: If anything, the terror's the terror's goal is, I'm here to to. to to destroy, f with humanity and to destroy, or superior. is that
1: they leave it again? They leave it a very interesting, you know, uh, possibility uh, because the terror makes his, you know, you know, you're just, you know, Arthur has his big arc where he's overcome the terror, he's defeated him, you know, he's come, you know, avenged his father's death and the injustices, and the, uh, he's finally vindicated for the world. And what does the terror tell him? Is it's like, you know, I'm not looking to destroy the world. I'm trying to save it. And the superior yeah, yeah. shows up and cuts that short. Right. So, I mean, I think you said renewed for season two. Mm-hmm. I guess the question is where does the show go from there with the world that it's established and the mysteries that it's breadcrumbed out? Because it, you know, we have Arthur's, you know, stepfather. Suddenly, showing shield agent like <laughs> reflexes or something. He was blindfolded,
0: pi- exactly. Being attacked by by henchmen and by takes henchmen. them out with the kung fu. Can I can I talk about the henchmen and how they all have the Ramses like tattoos? Well, yeah, that they did
1: again. A great <laughs> parroting and like, that's absolutely into the whole. You know, that's very Venture Brothers. That's very <laughs> Venture Brothers. And I was kind of thinking, you know, since when we're no longer the Pyramid Gang, but like you know, branding is very important. <laughs> Uh, again, this is the absurdity of it all, but, uh, in a season two, I think that, uh, you know, what the terror says is very interesting. Are they, Will can they go with the, just the, uh, of Lex Luthor's gloss, which, you know, Luthor's whole thing is he believes, well, you know, Did he, he justifies his, he perished, Superman.
0: right? He, we can say he, that he perished at the, or is that like open-ended?
1: No, he just froze him. He's, he, again, he, again, okay, if Superion is the Superman analog, oh, that's
0: right, that's right, that's right.
1: he brought him in alive. Yeah. And I think we will definitely there. You yeah, I you can't do a season two without the terror. I think that's like I think I honestly I think there's your your again your analog to modern streaming television shows. He's the D'Onofrio. You
0: have to have okay, him back, all right, right, all right. You
1: even if it's a supporting all thing, right. not as prominent in a second season, you got to keep that going because they're opening that door. What did he mean by that? And I think is is it uh, Lex Luthor? I'm I'm rationalizing my evil. By saying, well, I'm taking out this superhero who's holding humanity back or is secretly tyrannical? Or is it he is just crazy and it doesn't matter? You know, again, like I said, will they go that route? And then the other part is that they have their shield uh equivalent on uh, the show. The, 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 and we showed that at the end of it. <laughs> oh maybe god,
0: if the dog gives them a dude, deep throat style warning. The Adventure brothers has Sphinx. Sphinx! How do they not bring oh, the, oh, a Sphinx like Organization. Oh, to Jesus, this, God! Add right? you're you're a genius. Thank
1: you. You're a genius. <laughs> Thanks. They need their or, or even if they do go that with the aegis you know, whatever. Right. Give them yeah. a certain personality to the whole their whole operation.
0: Uh, um, are you um, now? I I sort right. of am slightly disappointed that there is no a mouse. Uh, analog, or you know, like Batman. Dude,
1: analog, analog. I, dude, that's Captain Liberty.
0: You know, American made analog. Wait, Ed. I know he's I say wait.
1: season two, man.
0: Sea urchin. I want to see these characters.
1: I, 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 think that you will, you will. It's very likely to see analogs. Uh, I definitely think that there's, there's as a much as as good community. as I like Overkill. He's, you know, to me that's a different. That's not Defleeter Mouse. No. That's not what he's parroting. for no, It's like
0: the punisher slash. Yeah, it's a
1: Punisher Deathstroke kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine for what that is. Uh, I I for Defleeter Mouse that a Batman equivalent essentially is what we're saying. Right. Uh yeah, and I would it, I think this type of show the way they've done it, I think you could go deep with that. <laughs> could you imagine imagine it? Oh okay, Ed, Ed
0: Nathan Ed, Fillion's going to be in season 2. I see it right now. You brilliant bastard. I <laughs> see it. Ed, I can see the future. Ed Ed let I me th- can see it. No, no. And this is how you
1: you you lob it at me and then I knock it out of the park. <laughs> Nathan Fillion appears in season two okay. as the Batman analog, whatever they want to call it. And he is longtime friends.
0: No. With- I'm seeing a you know he was you know Edlin was involved in the, the sing- yeah sing along.
1: Yeah. You can't be that character. Okay, no, we're okay, not going to cross okay, over fine, worlds. Fine, Sorry, fine, that's fine. too much. Now that's too fanboy. You're going too okay. fanboy. Okay, okay, Let's I'm... pull it back. Okay. Nathan, <laughs> Filling in, Nathan Filling appears as the Batman analog who is longtime friends with Superion. <laughs> and if we want to go really deep, if we want to go really deep, he is a closeted gay man.
0: I, and I need secretly, to tweet him right now. He, is, Nathan, he is are you in love with oh. Superion. Hang on. I'm going to tweet Nathan right now. Nathan, are you in The Tick Season 2? Because <laughs> if not, you better be. Ty- type that. If not, you better be. Are you in hashtag The Tick Season 2? <laughs> if not, if not... You better goddamn be.
1: <laughs> there you go. Tweet. Uh, you know Sphinx. Captain <laughs> Captain Hammer, the Brown the Brown What what what, what, what is he on the Venture Brothers, the Brown something? The Tarantula. Is he the brown tarantula? What, what, he
0: was a Spider-Man. He's a like, Spider-Man you know, equivalent, exactly. Where it's like, I can't let anyone know about my powers. And <laughs> who's, then...
1: who's still, who, it, it, their commentary is that he's approaching middle age, but he's still in college. <laughs> <laughs> Again, those guys are brilliant. Bring,
0: get your asses to work. We need the Ventures back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. And also to, uh, to Roiland and, and Harmon. Get your asses to work. Well, they already are. We got the we got oh, the yeah, we got true, the trailer for it. We got true.
3: the trailer. Hey,
1: for.
0: hey
3: I like hey, ice cream. Hey.
1: I uh, do like I, ice cream. I like ice, ice well. cream. <laughs> you know the thing about ice cream is it, um,
0: you know, it's not a solid or a liquid. It's it kind of rolls in it, your Ed back of mouth. went on for like four minutes. Four minutes. And it was, that. It was just.
1: But of... I'm Ed. Let's not look gift horses in the mouth. Let's not look horses in the mouth. It's back. It's returning. Um, so. I think the, the 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 series was really successful. Uh, John, did you get a chance to see any of the Amazon show? Zero, no chance. Well, <laughs> watch it, watch it. I highly recommend it. It's um, it's again, have a writing in the background. It's breezy. You know? Here's what you're gonna watch it. If you remember the Warbird show, throw out your conception in the sense of tone. It's still very funny. Incredibly funny. Still plays on I the trick.
2: Like, I feel like uh, that show was like a spin-off Seinfeld show.
1: And, well, that is one it was more <laughs> that that was geared more towards a sitcom setting. Yeah. John, I'm telling you, this is just like it's like if the Netflix guys behind Daredevil decided to do the tick. In terms of production values and sometimes level of seriousness of, of situations and yet still it is hilarious and very very funny um awesome yeah give I it a shot give it, give a, it shot. a shot it's yeah. very, it's 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 worth your time and again uh, just a salute to ben edland who um
0: like again like i said like, our, like i don't think we would have the genre that we have today if the level of ben writing
1: on something Edlund. like firefly Ed. yeah is
0: so influential, uh, and you know. Can you imagine, like, you know, what the roundtable discussion was when him and Joss had to sit down and just go, "Let's do this. Let's do this." They're mapping out like the next decade or two of the medium that that was going to affect <laughs> you and me, and but not here.
1: not consciously. But No, yes, they had us in mind. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, no, they had us, uh, not consciously, but there is that sort mm-hmm. of, you know... I mean, Ben Edlin at this point could go on to do anything he wanted to do. On the back of his success with his own creation, he's finagled into all these other people. Like I said, he's always worked with a certain quality, and uh, he knows how to change with the time, and he keeps getting better and better. I mean, we'll we'll hear something about that of. Uh, 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 there is an award in his future. I really think, I'm not saying what award. Could be anything. Could be Schmuck of the Year. I don't know. But it, there, there is an award for Ben Edlin waiting for his level of like, you know, no one, no guy, he has the tenacity and he has a vision and he knows how to bring his vision to life. So you don't count a guy like that out for anything. Mm. And uh, he's delivered something that is really, really, cl- I think maybe more more so me than you, but really close to my heart as a fanboy. Ah, uh, the tick is just really important building block of. Because um, um... you know what, we are fanboys are big on analysis, and what is co- uh, this sort of deconstructing comedy other than an analysis, a deep analysis of all the things in the world of a superhero, and wrapped up in this engrossing, funny world with, you know, engrossing funny characters.
0: Do you think that it's come to a point where, um, especially with Ragnarok, right, you know, like you're starting to see a trend of like, okay, the the comic book. Are you genre, saying
1: Mystery Men was 20 years too early, Ed?
0: <laughs> I believe <laughs> oh that's what you're God. saying. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking that. There are that, people who love the half out of that movie, Yet, Well, like I said, there's some really, listen, I shovel. I shovel, I shovel well. Really, I shovel well, okay. The Blue Raja. <laughs> I'm just saying that like me, like, is it, are we beginning to see, uh, yet again, another deconstructing, tr- a, a trend of deconstructive, like, you know, within the genre, you know, stuff that's going to come out. Oh yeah. Is, oh is yeah. A I thought,
1: I think that, um, as long as the superhero trend goes, uh, goes, keeps going strong. And I mean, like, what are the forecasts for Avengers? I mean, people are still interested. Like you said, we there's reporting on Shazam for a reason. There's reporting on, you know, the building up for the Aquaman. You know, there's still people that are excited for Aquaman, despite Justice League kind of disappointing. We're still riding a crest, and again, there's, you know, the, the kingdom needs a jester, and you <laughs> know who better. What does that than-
0: say about the kingdom? I mean, DC, which is which is always championed the the, the classic, you know, okay. right, um, the, the classic themes. Where does that leave that? You know, I mean, if if Uh, we are getting Infinity War, Ed, do you think Infinity
1: War is going to be a deconstruction? No, no. Infinity War is going to be a celebration party.
0: That's a yeah, Yeah, it's going to be a
1: celebration. You know, so there's still room for that, but you know, there's room for (laughs) all types, Um, and there are the there are a lot of really good possibilities that can be done. With parroting of these well-worn tropes yeah. and things, well, that's a big uh, part
0: of our friendship, I, I right? Think, you know? Exactly.
1: We're all, yes, we're always <laughs> we're always some sort of imagining. Like okay, let's you know seriously. So, what are you suggesting is that the Justice League International era was really just like some sort of uh, male bride, uh, well, mail order bride conspiracy? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think it was. Fire, ice. That's you know they. <laughs> we it, it it resonates this resonates with a certain type yeah you know i said you said what's the venn diagram and i was like yeah, trust me the monty python quoters and people who watch the tick there's yeah that venn diagram yeah, yeah, crosses yeah. over right but uh i think that's all we have to say about this uh enjoyed the enjoyed the amazon show can't wait for season mm. two uh this was a good this was a good uh, conversation. I, I
0: liked it. Well, it's it's a good subject. It's a good, it's subject. A good yeah, subject. Yeah.
1: You know? And we're going to we're going to have more from this. I hope I hope if the Amazon show yeah. is strong, I wouldn't yeah. mind cool.
2: spin-offs. And I just want to let people know like it's just ama- amazing. this, like historical time of the tick and like all the opportunities it's going to open up for like white comics and actors. Like this is like a watershed moment, you know. This <laughs> Because Wakanda, I, forever. You, I was crying actually right now.
1: John, but... <laughs> I bow to you, and the Buddha nature
0: inside of you. That it's, was it's brilliant. pretty sad that you know <laughs> the Tick is not available in Wakanda. The streaming services have not the, the, the this uh, whole no licensing. See, no no.
1: In Wakanda, they already have via some sort of time travel technology the next seven seasons of the Tick. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah.
1: There you go. That's a
2: good place to end it out on. So, uh they actually have their own versions called the Beetle and uh, <laughs> uh,
0: the uh, Brown <laughs> Hornet. <laughs> so, right about now, I wanted to take the time to bring in uh someone who's been who is very important to me, uh, one of my best friends in the whole world, uh Marisol La boy <laughs> and uh um, Marisol. And Hi. The way this whole thing came uh this whole thing came about is um, she was on, she put out something on my Facebook feed and uh, just just let me give you a little bit of background, you know um, uh, she used to live in Brooklyn and she moved out in Florida and um, she's working out there as well and her family's out there Um, but over the years I've sort of been talking about um, parodies and you know how I call you Miguel Thunderstick and Jonathan I used to call Blackbird uh, Marisol was my sparrow girl, and uh, and I thought that was kind of funny because she posted out this 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 feed uh, um, a Facebook um, feed, and basically indicating that you have a friend right, Marty, a friend right. who uh, is sort of struggling with uh, type one diabetes, and you called her you called her your sidekick, and I said She's my sidekick. this is very much appropriate. Um, I need to have you on, um, just to, just to bring that up a bit. So, uh, you want to just, uh, quickly give it this, uh, uh, tell the story here.
4: Okay. Well, um, her name is Abby and Abby is, um, she's 15 years old now and she helps me out at church cause I work at my church and she has been like my assistant with, the team with the kids, not the teens, with the kids. So I lovingly call her my sidekick, because she is, because I try to bring her everywhere too. She's my sidekick. So everywhere I go, or if I'm, if she's really interested in the arts um, as well, and so I want to introduce her to more people involved in the arts and all those things. So like I said, I try to bring her wherever I can and introduce her to people. And they're like, who is this? I go, this is Abby. She's my sidekick. So she has now um, taken that and uses it all the time. So when we are around other people, I'm like, yes, yeah, so, and then she'll go, yeah, I'm her sidekick. So <laughs> I love it. I love it because she's, she's the best. She's the best. She's one of the best kids I know. And she helped me get my job at the church, like my full-time job So as my sidekick. You know, that's part of the job, you know? I'm just saying. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she looks out for me. She looks out for me. And I for her.
0: She's secretly your sidekick, but in fact, you know, you're the sidekick.
4: <laughs> right? I'm saying. No kidding.
0: <laughs> now, yeah, yeah so, so okay.
4: So that's why I call her my sidekick.
0: Okay. Now what was I it about really
4: mushy and call her my superhero because she helped me get this job too so Now
0: Aww, what was it about like, the so the post you the the post that you you put on 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 Facebook was that Abby um is struggling with with type 1 diabetes but mm-hmm. the message pretty much was you know please support um um certain charities that go into um, treating or finding cures for type one diabetes. I mean, um, mm-hmm.
4: yeah, because we're going to do a walk this Saturday. Okay. She invited me to the walk. Okay, And so I, of course am going to go and wanting to support her in everything that she does. And I figured, you know what, let me post this out onto my page because I'm sure there's other people out there struggling with type one diabetes. It's, it's not the diabetes, it's it's not the diabetes that people normally think of when they're like, Oh, you'll just take some insulin and you're fine. Like, you know, yes, there is insulin. There's other, but there's more um, to it. And she explained it to me all. I cannot explain it all right now because there's a lot involved. Um, but it's the more uh, serious, serious, case she was uh born with it and everything and so her diet is is, is particular and she's on the insulin and and other stuff and yeah you know, like she wears an insulin patch
0: okay now her. the link that you sent me was uh www2 the number 2 dot, J-D-R-F dot org. okay that's again www the number 2 dot, J-D-R-F dot org. Uh, and that goes into Abby's wonderful walkers and the event you have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's in Orlando uh, 2018. Uh, and you guys have a goal of um, 2,500. Uh, uh, and you guys have already raised uh, 25% of that, which is uh, 620. Um, so, yeah, you guys who are out there who are listening to this, um, support, support you know, throw in your support for a good cause. Um, and, uh, you know, just be aware, uh, make yourself aware of, of type one diabetes. Um, we mm-hmm. can get in, into more, more of that. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to, to email us at, uh, to be continued, um, at gmail.com. Um, so, uh, what else is going on? What else is going on? Yeah. Like, cause, <laughs> cause you know, uh, like eventually, and I've been saying forever, um, that, when we do the Doctor Who yes, show, yes, yes, we Marisol, will he do keeps it. keeps bringing you up in, in terms we of doctor, do a doctor Who Who
4: show. And I know doctor you, Who is the best. And
0: I happen to think it, I think that you are, uh, you surpassed even myself with the Doctor Who with the with the Whovian culture because you now your thing is that you love Tom Baker. That's your that's your jam.
4: I love Tom Baker. I love David Tennant. They're my two favorite, and also the second Doctor.
0: Oh, ah, okay. Oh,
4: Patrick in. Oh. Patrick Shotman. He's really like after going back. See, see I'm going to go on a whole thing right here.
3: <laughs>
4: after, going in, after after watching like see, like the the brand new version of Doctor Who, like the newer series. Um, I wasn't. What did it start? 2013. I forget what year started. But um, maybe even earlier. It might have been like 2008 or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like so, the newer series. After watching that, I went back and I was like, you know what? Because apparently, this is the oldest running. Um sci fi series and television series ever I need to go back and start from the beginning, so I started researching and went and and found all the episodes i so saw i started from episode one from nineteen sixty three like I started all the way there and went through and there was only one episode I couldn't find because I only found the i only found the transcript, so I read it I
1: read wow the you, you there you um, go right there can i can i can I ask yeah. you a question marisol? What is it about that? The show and the character that resonated with you so much that you would go on that kind of search and journey for it. That I got to see every I, single episode. I got to see
4: every single thing. That's you know. I love, I love the fact that it's so intelligent. It's so, I was going to say intelligent, but it's so intellectual and at the same time comedic. And when you combine the two together, mm-hmm. is brilliant. Like you have to have that, that mindset. You're like, okay, yes, this is going to be cheesy, but that's, what's so funny about it. And, but then there's the brilliance of all the intellect that goes into creating these storylines and creating, um, you know, these characters and the fact that the doctors from Gallifrey and but he changes and da 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 like all of this stuff. There's so much that goes into it and I love a good story and it's a good story. And And it's and it's very story based as
1: you as as you pointed out because it's not there are ray guns and things and spaceships, but it's not Star Wars.
0: It's it's at a different speed. Ah yes, and there are you're forgetting one thing, which is they screwdrivers. That's what we use. We don't use guns. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. exactly, we use oh, and, screwdrivers.
4: And the sonic, ju- the sonic screwdriver was not introduced until is, until the second. Doctor, there
0: you go. That's why mm-hmm. the, you see <laughs> how timey wimey this girl's getting. She's getting all. She's getting <laughs> But, but, but all yes, timey-wimey. but Barry, so
1: it's not. It is not a. It's not a series that focuses on a lot of stuff that are tropes in in a lot of sci-fi that Americans get. It is thoroughly British. Again, he doesn't. He doesn't carry a laser gun. You know what I mean?
4: No, he does not carry because he doesn't believe in killing. He doesn't believe in killing somebody else. That's the thing. Not to say that he hasn't had like his. Although he's been a
0: mass murderer of epic proportions, that we know the war doctor. We're
4: not gonna go there right now. (laughs) 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 But but see, but the thing is, the fact of that whole with the whole thing with the Daleks, the thing with the the (laughs) doctor is.
0: Wow, um, this episode took a turn. Talking about, do I not deliver?
4: (laughs) but that's why he's so what's the word I'm looking for burdened what's the word um, yeah yeah no he's haunted. a character he's, he's a, so, a yeah he's haunted he's haunted by the things that he ended up having to do that he was not in belief of right. because if you go back to all the other ones there were other times when his doctor could have gotten rid of the Daleks and right. that's the thing that when you follow the series <laughs> that you find out you're like oh dude, <laughs> he could have gotten rid of
1: this guy a long time ago okay alright you
0: know. hey, hey Marisol Marisol you're hired you're hired you're hired you got the job you got the job. <laughs> So so here's the deal. Money, you know, uh we're getting a new we're getting the thirteenth Doctor. Those episodes are gonna come out pretty soon. Um you're gonna be in. You're in, you're in. Okay? You're in. <laughs> okay. Um Guys, so we'll I love
4: Doctor Who. And, <laughs> as we as we like can tell Hoobian yeah. of all <laughs> I'm not even the Huvianist of all Whovians. It's like I joined I joined late. My like one of my other uh, best friends, Jamie. She's like she was a huge human. She she met Tom Baker, so like when she was.
0: <laughs> oh yes, ah. so- I do remember. I recall <laughs> meeting her.
4: <laughs> so like that's super cool. Well, but, like, I, I, I I think I've just gotten to love it.
0: I think you know, I, I, all like I think most of us. I, I know for myself, I've 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 come in late in the game as well. But i want to tell you what we say. Uh, well, um, we have a saying on the show. Mari Soul is save that juice, <laughs> and save, save that juice save for that your, for save that big show. Your passion is flowing out of you. Save that yeah, juice. But uh, we will certainly have you. Yes. Uh, thank on you board. for thank
1: you again for coming on. And uh, you know, I hope everyone listens to your message. Uh, helping someone out. Uh, you know, we're just trying to do a little bit that we can, and uh, we yes. hope everything works out
0: um so yeah i mean for you listeners out there stay tuned for 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 that the doctor who that up-and-coming doctor who show at some point in the future um thank you very much female voice yep thank you uh mighty thank you very much uh, yes, i thank love you, for you joining us. i really miss you and uh we'll, we'll 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 have some more um we'll we'll have some more talk <laughs> you have a good rest Alrighty. of your day all right
4: thank you guys thank
0: you okay.
4: goodbye all righty <laughs> bye Two.
1: Okay, so well, that brings us to the end of our show in its finality. Uh, as as always, uh, we are broadcasting or podcasting to the world via the internet. Not broadcasting. Not broadcasting. That's a whole special equipment. Special
2: equipment. I think you do that with cows or something. Browsers. Man-eating cows. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Man-eating a- <laughs> uh, pro- Again, browsers. Uh, no, no browsers. no. No. <laughs> Again, I think you used your again. again Pro, prod, prod, prostate. You know, I'm just saying prostate <laughs> massage. People, people out there know it's the internet. Uh-oh. It's filthy. It's filthy out there. Anyway, uh, uh, broadcast, podcasting from Pancake Studios. The wonderful facilities provided by Jonathan McGar always, sir. and always doing his fine work here. Yeah. Uh, Wardrobe uh, provided by, by... by Botany Five Thousand, uh, <laughs> and of course my co-host with the most Edward Ding here. So until next time, join us once again. And To Be Continued. And until next time, To Be
0: be Continued. continued. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.